Welcome, everyone, to the Good Improv Show. That's happening right here, right now on gradio.ca. Edmonton's best local station. We are going to be making up some comedy sketches for you off the top of our heads. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy. <laughs> Which one of you two jerks that live here in this apartment with me has been going behind me and sweeping up all the dust I've been putting out on the floor? Um... Well, I mean, I've been doing a bit of that. You too? Well, yeah, I usually follow behind Justin and sweep up what he misses. And what about all the dust I've been sprinkling on the carpet? You the two jokers that have been vacuuming it up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the carpet's not dusty? You've been putting it there? And the air filters in the apartment. Who's been changing those out every three months? Well, it's nice to have fresh air. Yeah. I mean, that's part of actually part of the regular maintenance of the air freshener. We, we, pay, we pay extra for it. You're so dusty. If we didn't constantly clean up after you and sweep up and vacuum up, we'd be breathing nothing but dust. It'd be terrible. Good. So you admit that you've done this. Freely. Well, I just don't see how we can continue on as roommates then. But I work hard around here to maintain a certain mess in the environment. Okay? That's what my days are spent doing. Well, you two are off at your jobs. I'm trying to keep this place at a certain level of messiness for us. That's on purpose? We just thought that you were, you know, like unemployed and depressed, so we just didn't say anything. Oh, yeah. You think that those stains get on top of the counters all on their own? Justin? No, huh? I, I assumed you were doing it. Yeah, it was me. Why can't you just have your stains and your dust contained to your part of the apartment? Yeah, you have your own room. We live in this side, too, and we don't want it dusty. Yeah, the common areas, the shared areas, there needs to be a consensus. When my friends come over and I tell them, guys, you won't believe the level of dustiness in my home, and they walk in and they find what you two have done, the level of embarrassment I feel is just off the charts. They're like, oh, yeah, messy house. Real nice. Real messy. That's what they say. Why would you want a messy house? Why would your friends want to go to a messy house? My friends have some of the messiest houses in this entire city. One of my friends has a house that is this close to being condemned. It's terrible. Your friend won't have a place to live. I think we're all getting off on the wrong foot here. We're all roommates. We've got to agree to get along. Okay. I think that common areas should be kept in a neutral state. Not dirty, but not totally clean either. Okay. okay, so just a, a baseline level of dirt. Baseline level of dirt, but yet, you know, not so much dirt that it's obtrusive. I can live with that. Now that we have that problem under control, I have a couple other grievances that we may as well get to now while we're talking about these things. Last week, I had a bunch of dirty dishes stacked in the sink that I was dirtying up for a dinner that I was having. And I came home, found all those dishes sparkling clean. In fact, they didn't even have water spots on them. But it, it, it was my turn to do the dishes. It's, it's on a rotation. It's on the fridge. So I did the dishes. Yeah, actually, that's something that I've been meaning to talk to you about, Dan. We take turns doing the dishes. And I notice whenever it's your turn to do the dishes, the dishes never get done. Uh, what In do you fact, mean? They become far dirtier. Yeah, there's more dirty dishes. That's right. I do the dishes. What are you two doing? Cleaning them off? Yes. Yeah. So you can eat off of them again. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Do you know how long you have to leave a lasagna on a dish in order for it to melt away fully? To get that kind of mess, that kind of slime, that's like a month-long project right there. And you just come in callously, wipe it away. 
But I want to use the lasagna pan again. I, what if I wanted to make lasagna? Yeah, like a fresh lasagna. You need a c- clean pan. A delicious fresh lasagna out of a clean pan on a clean dish. On a clean day in a clean apartment. You said you were going to do my laundry for a week. And you... I did. No, you did not. You made more dirty clothes. Proving my point right here. I took that white shirt of yours and I slid headfirst through the grass. That shirt has never been dirtier. Yes or no? No. There you go. Never been dirtier. So I feel like I'm pulling my weight here in this apartment. I I broke the dishwasher so that nobody can go in behind my back and use that against me anymore. And quite frankly, I'm thinking of breaking the washing machine as well. But the washing machine belongs to the whole building. It's not just the apartment. I just don't think you guys have the willpower not to use it. It's the laundry room for the whole building. You can't just break it and no one will be able to do laundry. Be doing everyone a favor. Now, guys, in my version of the building, there's bugs everywhere. There's garbage in the hallways. You don't even have to walk into your apartment to get garbage nearby. Sounds like a nightmare. This is a nightmare scenario that you're describing. What's the advantage of being surrounded by bugs and trash? Yeah, name one thing, one advantage. People look and say, wow, that's really cool. Look at that. That's not what people are saying. Well, maybe if you see a really cool bug, I might say that. Oh, actually. Yeah, see? A really cool bug, yeah. Right before I squish it and clean up. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if you squish it, that would probably add to the mess, but cleaning it up just defeats the whole purpose of squishing it. I tried to bring my girlfriend back here the other day, and she wouldn't even come in. She thought it was so... Too clean, hey? Sparkling? No, she thought it was so gross in here. I hadn't been there to clean up before. So she dumped me. She dumped me because she thinks I live in a pigsty. Well, you deserve better than her. No, I deserve her. She was perfect for me. She thinks I made this mess. You're welcome. Look, guys, I'm going to have to move out. Clearly, we have different ideas. And when I say we, I mean the two of us and you have different ideas of what an apartment should be. I want to live in an apartment with people who don't mind, you know, it being clean. Well, I just don't know where you're going to find those people, but... uh... I'll live with you. There you go. You want to get an apartment together? Yeah. Sweet. Good. Good. I just hope that you two don't clean up before you move, because I saw what you did at your last apartment, by the way, when you moved into this place. Spick and span. Fixed all the holes in the wall. Ordered a rug cleaner. If I see... Any rug cleaners in this apartment, so help me God. don't worry. There won't be. We'll just get our stuff and leave. Guess I'll take the rug cleaner back. Sons, as you know, I've been gearing up for the inevitable oncoming apocalypse. Been preparing our bomb shelter, stocking it with food. You know, cans of chickpeas. Imagine my surprise, though, when I went down there the other day and found all of my industrial-sized chickpea cans were empty. Oh, yeah, you were probably super stoked about that, huh? That's stoked. Those were to survive off of when the apocalypse came. Now, who emptied my chickpea cans? Did you eat them all? I just dumped them out. You just dumped them out. You yeah. didn't even make hummus or it's anything. It's a little more complicated than that, Dad. Why the chickpeas? We need those to survive, boys. But it was a good-sized can. What do you want to use the cans for? Dan had never played kick the can. So you emptied all of them. All 50 cans of chickpeas. Well, I kicked the first one, and it didn't really feel right. And Jordan said, let's just try another one. And so we did. 
And after, I guess, 50, you're saying now, but it didn't feel like 50 because we didn't find one that felt satisfying to kick. All my dehydrated food, it's all hydrated now. You watered them all. Oh, that one's on me. Do you know those little sponges where they're like dinosaurs and you grow them out and then they're like a big dinosaur after a while? Yeah. Jordan said he'd never seen one of those. And I thought, well, these are dehydrated. The dinosaur sponges are dehydrated. Logically, we had so much fun doing the first one. I mean, I guess we went through a bunch. Those are my prepared meals. Those are going to feed us for years. What if the apocalypse were to happen today? Like today, like right now? Huh? We would be woefully unprepared. That's not so. We'd know that we'd have 50 cans that aren't very good for playing kick the can with. We'd know that. Are you going to eat those cans? Huh? Are you a goat that's going to eat those cans? And another thing, where did the goat go? That was on me. Dan said he had never witnessed an animal sacrifice before, and so I slashed the goat's throat in front of him and sacrificed it to the gods. You're not supposed to have witnessed an animal sacrifice. That's something that's common to not witness an animal sacrifice. I wish you would have told me this before, because, yeah, it was a really dramatic event. The whole thing was just, whoa, really intense. What did you do with the goat after? Left it outside to rot. Oh, my God. Well, you're not supposed to do anything with the meat when you sacrifice it to the gods. The gods enjoy the smell. It becomes gods. You're supposed to eat it. You're supposed to eat the good parts and give them the fatty bits because they got tricked at the beginning of time. You didn't even read any of the stories of the history of sacrifice. I just wanted the visual. I may as well tell you about the other thing that we did down there. You did another thing down there? Well, maybe a couple more things. I haven't been to the back of the room yet. What did you guys do now? Well, in the back of the room, we did probably what I would say was the coolest thing that we did. That's pretty cool. You know all that beef jerky you'd been saving? Yeah. All that beef jerky that was supposed to, I guess, last for the apocalypse I'm hearing now? Yeah. Well, we kind of used that for a little fun purpose. Okay? Now, Jordan here had never seen a suit jacket made entirely out of beef jerky slabs. Again, So what I did was I took all the emergency thread you had down there. I sewed up the beef jerky into a jacket. Can we saying that I've never seen a suit jacket made of jerky slabs? Again, common thing. No one has because that's not a thing. Well, well, a lot of people saw Lady Gaga wearing a meat dress. Very similar. I wanted the experience. And how was it? It was okay, I guess. Boys, I might have to see it again to really get a rounded. Opinion. Do we have any more beef jerky? There's only enough food left now for one person. I figured it out mathematically to have enough food for all three of us to survive. Now there's only enough food left for one person. So uh, who's it going to be? Huh? Who's it going to be? How are we going to choose that? Well, I've never really survived an apocalypse before. What about you, George? Well, maybe. I mean, a lot of people say that apocalypses are coming. And then they never happen. Or maybe they happen and I just live through them. I don't know. We'll have to draw straws. I use the straws, actually. Ooh, my bad. Still kind of my fault. I wanted to see a guy blow bubbles in a glass of water. I threw them in the trash after I did it because who wants to yeah, use gross. a used straw? Gross. Plus, they're bad for the environment, so you shouldn't really use those anymore. Anyway, Dad, that's kind of bad luck on your part. The environment's going to be destroyed by the oncoming apocalypse. There won't be an environment. There won't be any turtles left. All right, look. I'm going to go out, and I'm going to buy new supplies, and I'm going to restock 
our survival room. Okay, and Dad, you know what I'm going to do? I brought a little pet into the house that I want to put into the shelter so he can, we can have a pet. What pet? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a handful of termites. I turned him loose in the shelter. I thought they could keep us company after the apocalypse. We'd have something to look at. But with this generous new offer of buying all new stuff, I think we need a new pet for the shelter. What about a rat? Oh, I wish the apocalypse would happen now. I'm the principal here at the school. I saw the rehearsals for the school play that you want to put on. Quite frankly, we need to make some changes right away. Because some of the things you guys are saying, I just I think it's a slippery slope. You're going to put ideas in students' minds, and I just don't want that to be the case, okay? I didn't think there was anything that bad. In well, play. let's start off at the top of the play, okay? All right. The play is called We Love Our School. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's about how we love our school, and we want to be like our school. And love it, love it, love our school. And we want to show people that we love our school because we're proud of our school. It's just that you can rearrange the letters in that. To say, we school our vol. What, what does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. Well, it would be like kind of what a caveman would say if he came to the school and was exchanging a vol that he had for the school. We school our vol. I, I don't know if that's accurate. That's just one of the problems we okay, have with okay. the Playboys. All right. Well, okay. I, you know, we, the, the title's the title's negotiable. We okay. Can, Good. We can maybe soup the title up a bit. What, what I'm else? glad you're going to be reasonable about this. Now, the next thing is the opening number, where you say, our school is great. Yeah. It's pretty great, you know? I get to bring slime and play with it. A lot of schools don't allow it. Now, if I rearrange some of the letters in that and take out a bunch of letters, I can have the word regret. Just out of... Using the letters in our school is great. And taking out some of them? Taking out some of them, rearranging others, I can get the word regret to appear. Yeah, I mean, well, you can do that with... I mean, you can do that with any... Any amount letters. of words. I mean, that's the thing is, it's, it doesn't matter what word it is, you'll be able to remake it into something not good. I'm sorry, I just don't see anything wrong with our play. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to twist the message of our school is great into regret look boys it really seems to me like you're trying to sneak subliminal messages through here okay and i see what you're doing because a lot of students in the past have tried to sneak through secret messages in the school plays to belittle and demean the school and me as the principal of this school now a couple of the songs i really like oh yeah yeah like the principal is a dirty piece of shit i love that song that's a great song it really captures the spirit of what i think this school is all about I feel like the message of our play is getting twisted a little. Yeah, uh, our message is basically just we like our school and our it's school great. is great. Our school is great is the me basic message we, we wanted to get across. Well, we love our school. We love our school because it's great. I'm not really seeing it. I'm not seeing it. I have a couple of problems with the choreography as well. What's wrong with the choreography? Well, there's the one at the end where you guys line up for the football to commemorate our many wins for the football team. Yeah, we have a great football. Which I think is great. But then you make some vulgar gestures, like pitching your arm forward. Like miming that we're throwing the football? Is that what you mean? I suppose that's one way of looking at it. That's not what my mind saw. Well, I don't know how else people are going to understand it's football. And especially when we sing the song, Score One for the Home Team. Yeah, and That's we, perhaps the filthiest one of them all. We're each also holding a football. 
So it's not just a, a mime hand up there. I mean, we're going to have footballs that we throw. I know about the symbols you kids use to communicate these days. I've seen emojis, okay? I know what you're about. Now, some of the moves that I'm suggesting, sure, maybe they're a little more old school, but they're tried, tested, and true, and they'll increase school spirit. I promise you that. Why don't we try rehearsing this scene here? Okay, I'll stand in as the character, the principal. Now, in in this scene, the choreography is the principal lying on his back while you step on his penis. What I'm trying to do is get across how important and special this school is, and you boys just do not seem to be taking it seriously. We're trying. We're trying to take it seriously, and we've worked a lot on this play. Okay, well, I'm going to give you a week. I want you to come back with results. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. We cut to a week later. So in this last scene, you're tied up. There's a ball gag in your mouth painted like a soccer ball because of our soccer team. Guess I can compromise on that. The home ec teacher, Mrs. Grierson, is spanking you with one of those field hockey sticks. That's our big finish. We tried to take your notes, go the direction we felt you needed us to go with this. Boys, I appreciate your efforts here, I gotta say. You've really taken what I said on, and you really turned this play around. I think when the PTA sees the principal is a convicted sex offender, the play, Yeah. I think they're really going to enjoy it. You don't think that uh, scene where they're rubbing the raw chicken parts all over you and slapping you with them is too far? I think if somebody sees that and doesn't immediately start crying because of the love and respect that this school instills in their children, then they are a monster. Thank you for choosing to dine at my restaurant. I wanted to let you know that the engagement ring that you trusted me with, it is in the food. Oh, excellent. Which piece of food so I know which course uh, she's going to find it in? Yes, which piece indeed. (laughs) I kind of do really have to know. I need to know which course it's going to be, so... Like the dessert course? I mean, that would be ideal, I guess. Well, funny story. I was handling the ring, as you requested, and I was doing it over the dessert, so I was going to put it in a cupcake. Fell out of my hand. It tumbled down. Fell into some soup. Okay, so it's in the soup. It was in the soup. The chef had tasted the soup, you see. Ate all the soup. It's in the chef? It was in the chef. The chef became very, very sick. He was rushed to the hospital. They performed an open stomach surgery on him. They found that the ring was blocking his stomach, and he almost died. Oh, my God. They removed the ring. So they have the ring. Well, they had the ring. They had the ring. Hey, boss. Oh, yes. Can I uh, tell him the rest of the story now? Is this the part where I enter into it? Yes, this is the part where you enter into it. They had the ring at the hospital. Well, I was there... I'd followed the ring every step of the way up till that point well, because I was you. going to retrieve it. And while they were at the hospital removing the ring from the chef's stomach, another patient was wheeled in. A real young kid. A two-year-old boy. And, well, he wasn't doing very well. He was very sick. He had a hole in his heart. A hole in his heart that was only about this size. Diamond shape. The size of the ring? Yeah. So I told the doctors, obviously, they could implant it in the boy to... Keep him safe. It's saving his life? Is, is he Yeah, okay? saving his life. Uh, no, he's not okay. He died during the operation, but here's the good news. The ring, they were able to get it out of him. Oh, okay, so the doctors have the ring again. Well, they did have the ring for a while. 
they're trying to compare it to a ring that one of the other doctors on the ward had just bought for his wife. And as they were admiring them, a ring thief broke in, Whoa, stealing no. both rings. Wait, so, we, so the ring thief has the rings. Well, the ring thief had the ring. This is where I come back into the story. Thanks, boss. So the ring thief loves to dine at this restaurant. Came in here. That's a coincidence. I mean, yes. Yes. And the ring thief proposing to his fiance. What? Tonight at this very restaurant. My my ring? Well, that's what would have happened. And I'm going to jump back in here again, boss. But unfortunately, when we were preparing the meal that was going to go to the ring thief's wife, we made a mistake. We dropped the ring into a stew. Now, the ring would have been in the stew still, but the chef that was replacing the chef that would have gone to get surgery, he tasted it. Really liked the ring. It. So the other chef has the ring. I had the ring for a while. It was inside of him. But then he vomited. Not because of the stew, though. The stew is excellent. I recommend the stew if you want to have the stew. He didn't vomit in the stew, did he? No, of course not. He is a, a pretty hardcore alcoholic. Oh, okay. So Vomited into a fish tank. So the fish tank has the ring. Well, the fish tank had the ring. The ring was eaten by one of the salmon that we keep in the fish tank. As you know, salmon are very drawn to shiny rings. So the salmon, if we order the salmon course, the ring's going to be in the salmon? That's what I thought at first, because I ordered a salmon to try to get this prepared so we didn't have to tell you this story in the first place but here's what happened as the salmon was being prepared the chef was going to fillet it and you know how there's bones in salmon yeah well he mistook the ring for another bone and threw it into the trash can so the trash can has the ring at one point that would have been true but now everything's changed what the ring found its way into a raccoon who was digging through the trash grabbed onto the ring with its tiny raccoon hand so the raccoon has the ring. It did. I already gave you guys this ring this morning. It's been a busy day. We've had a lot of covers here today. So I'll tell you this. While I was out looking for the raccoon, we thought the ring was inside the raccoon. We couldn't have been more wrong. Oh. The raccoon was wearing the ring on his tiny little wrist. What? That's cute. Like a bracelet. So cute. And as it was running through the woods, it accidentally stepped in a bear trap, severing its hand. And since I was assuming, like an idiot, that the ring was inside the raccoon... I continued to follow him until I got a phone call from a hunter. He said, I found a ring. How do you have your number? Well, I left the number at the bear trap. Oh, I guess that makes sense. So the hunter has the ring. Well, for a time. Oh my God, I'm on the edge of my seat. The hunter shot a deer and the hunter was real excited, you know, because he had this ring and now he's got this deer meat and he brought the deer meat here to be processed. That's another extraordinary coincidence. Well, we have venison on special today and it is fantastic. Oh. Highly recommended. So the rings and the venison? God, I'd love to be able to say yes to that. I would love to. But that just wouldn't be accurate. I know what you're thinking. Where would a ring end up on a deer? On his antlers, right? That's probably what I'd say, yeah. That would make a lot of sense. But that's not what happened. Oh. It actually ended up embedded in his hoof. So the the deer hoof has the ring? Well, the hoof was turned into gelatin. Oh. We make our own jello here. So we ground up the hoof, put it through a grinder. So your ring has been ground down to a fine dust. Oh, no. And is now part of this jello dish. But here's the kicker. You get to choose from a raspberry or a black currant flavor for that. So my ring is part of the whole gelatin dessert tonight. I guess I'll go with black currant. 
I think we uh, didn't get the shipment of black currant. Nobody really ever chooses that. Mm-mm. Oh, raspberry? Okay. I hope she says yes. She left. <laughs> We really appreciate you listening to this episode of The Good Improv Show. It happened right here on gradio.ca. Which is Edmonton's best local station. You can check us out on social media at Good Improv. You can come to our website, goodimprov.com, where we have all of our episodes posted, along with a bunch of funny articles and more. By the way, if you want to send in a word suggestion to inspire sketches for one of our programs, you can send it to us on our Twitter feed or our Facebook feed. We will take both. If you enjoyed today's episode, you'll be happy to know it was brought to you by the words gearing, sweeper, and slippery. And we hope you enjoyed that. Have a good day and enjoy some laughter. Thanks, everyone.